0: Welcome back to the Doing Good Podcast, where we talk to volunteers about their experiences serving their communities. I'm Megan McGinnis, your host for this episode. I'm glad you're with us today as we celebrate amazing volunteers, their stories, organizations, and their passion for making a difference. We encourage you to celebrate a volunteer you know and share today's story with someone to hopefully educate or even inspire them to act. Now, on to celebrating those who are doing good. Welcome to the Doing Good Podcast, Paul. I'm so excited you're here today. Would you please introduce yourself to the listeners?
1: Uh, Yes, my name is Paul Dougal, and I've been a resident of uh, Middle Tennessee for the last 17 years. Uh, I work for a major automobile manufacturer that happens to be headquartered in the Nashville area, Nissan North America. And I've been in their purchasing department for the last 13 years. Um, I was married for 37 years and recently widowed this, uh, this past summer. Uh, I have two sons that live in the uh, Hollywood, California area and are both involved in the entertainment industry um, based there.
0: Terrific. And so how did you begin volunteering?
1: Um, my my first uh, opportunity volunteering here in Middle Tennessee was through a professional association. Uh, it's a, a, per, a group of purchasing professionals that that meet on a regular basis, and our initial uh, volunteer op- um, opportunity was with uh, the Second Harvest Food Bank, uh, which has a, a warehouse in the Nashville area, and uh, the Second Harvest Food Bank uh, services. I, I want to say 30 to 35, uh, smaller, uh, food banks throughout, uh, the middle Tennessee area.
0: Well, what keeps you returning as a volunteer, as an individual, Paul?
1: Well, you know, I, I just enjoy the opportunity to give back to, to people that are in need, to nonprofit organizations that are in need and, and, and just, you know, uh, the opportunity to, to help people out where I can in my spare time.
0: That's so meaningful. You're, you're just willing to help. You're willing to just be of assistance to people. So what is it you do when you volunteer at this food bank? Uh,
1: typically, the uh, when, we, when we go with groups with Nissan, as I said, um, the, the food bank sends trucks out to grocery stores, And they'll pick up uh, day-old products. Uh, A lot of it is uh, meat products that uh, uh, the grocery store, it's beyond the sale date, but the grocery store is able to put it in a flash freezer and the trucks pick that up. So then that comes in and it it needs to be sorted by the type of of meat they are because then the food bank, some of it is able to be distributed out to these these smaller, uh, let's say, soup kitchens or so forth. But they also have a full uh, industrial kitchen there where they'll take certain meats like ground, be- like beef and they'll grind it all up. And they'll make 10-pound uh, packets of chili, 10-pound packets of, of uh, spaghetti. And then those are sent out to soup kitchens where they can just put that in a, boiling, a pot of boiling water and be able to serve chili or spaghetti to, you know, the multitude.
0: That's smart. So you're at the beginning of the ripple effect.
1: Uh yes. And, and in yeah. addition to that then there there are dry goods that come in. Uh you know mm-hmm. donations. Uh some of the grocery stores have boxes uh after, uh after their checkout lanes where they ask for donations. Uh other donations come come in from nonprofits, from churches, just you know um the you know Tennessee's the volunteer state and I I've definitely have seen that over the the 17 years that I've been doing volunteering, you know whether, whether it's, you know, working at, at these, uh, these communities or, you know, it, it was just the recent tornadoes that hit uh, in, in Clarksville and Hendersonville um, and, you know, the outreach of people that came to help, you know, just gave their time to, to just help clean up, to help people find their belongings. And, you know, it, it's, just a, it's just a great feeling that there's so many people that are willing to give their time.
0: Fantastic. I'm glad you've seen that, but also glad that you've been a part of it, Paul. And and in addition to that, actually, I
1: took the opportunity through a, a clearinghouse called Hands on Nashville. And we can talk about that a little bit later. But um, I got the opportunity to actually go to the, um, oh, let me see. It's the um, Community Care. No, I'm sorry. Uh I can't think of it often. It was it was a a a location in Nashville that was accepting uh, donations to be uh, to be distributed to the the tornado victims, and uh, basically they they had. They had uh, large bins of donations coming in. In addition to, there was a. It was set up through Amazon that if someone couldn't actually do don- donations, they could go on to Amazon. They could order donations, and then Amazon would deliver them to that that clearinghouse. And so we were huh. we were opening up boxes, sorting them by. Uh, whether it was clothing or um, house uh, cleaning supplies so on and so forth and then reboxing those to be distributed once again to those uh, tornado victims
0: well clearly you have had quite an impact on others through your volunteering How do you think your volunteering in this way has benefited you or has impacted you or your life in any way
1: it's it's just a sense of Um, of belonging. It's a sense of uh, appreciation. It's a sense of just, you know, um, doing good for others. You know, I've I've been fairly successful in my career and and with my family. And there's there's so many others that that need help. And I just love the opportunity to be able to, to give those people assistance in one way or another.
0: Aren't you good? Well, is there an example you can share about your volunteerism that maybe a um, story or or a picture that you can paint for us?
1: <laughs> um, shortly after we had moved here, it was my wife and I uh, were empty nesters, and uh, we didn't have family in the area, and so I identified uh, the Nashville Rescue Mission uh, down in, in in downtown Nashville, and, and the Rescue Mission. Uh, allows uh, people that are down and out, uh, maybe unemployed or whatever it might be, um, to give them an opportunity to get back as a, uh, a working part of the community. Uh, it is a faith-based uh, organization. Uh, they don't just take anyone that comes in off the street, they have to qualify for the program. And what I think is fantastic about this particular um, uh mission is they do not accept any government funding, whether it be city, state, federal, all of their funding comes from donations. So going back to the story is, uh, it was Easter, and we didn't really have anyone else to celebrate Easter with. So I found out that they, they needed volunteers down there to serve food. Now, when when they do special meals for, say, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, they do open up to the, the homeless that are on the street. And so we went down there and we had the opportunity to, um, to you know, serve in a cafeteria style to these people. And then um, after they had their trays, we actually took their trays and brought them to a table and sat them down at a table. And, you know, it it just, it it really touched me. It really touched these people. And, and, you know, there was just so much appreciation about the the whole opportunity.
0: That's beautiful. And lucky you, or maybe it's because you planned ahead to be able (laughs) to, to serve the hungry on such a holiday. So that's smart that you were able to do that. Well, one thing you mentioned was about your volunteering with your wife. And Paul, you've mentioned about uh, your wife. If you don't mind me asking, uh, is there any, I understand she passed about six months ago, give or take. Um, is there any way that volunteerism has, I'll say, played a role in your honoring her or you and your family have been able to uh, celebrate her? since she's passed
1: uh yes actually um unfortunately my my wife was diagnosed five years ago uh with a terrible disease alzheimer's and dementia and i have recently been able to take it take the opportunity to do the the walk to end alzheimer's uh in in nashville this past fall um and you know it's it's an opportunity to uh, to share with other people that are in similar situations as far as if they're caregivers or if their their family members might have it uh, or if they might have it themselves. And uh, you know besides getting sponsors for the walk, um, you know it it you know was there in person and um, my my two sons and my daughter in law also talked took the opportunity to do a similar walk in, in Santa Monica, um, this past fall also, and my understanding is that there's over 600 of these walks that are scheduled throughout the year, uh, throughout the United States and, and they have all been extremely successful and, and raising a tremendous amount of money to, to try and fight this disease that at this point in time has no cure. Uh, all all you're able to the doctors are able to do is is to try and slow the progression and and once again as, as it, these walks are named to end Alzheimer's the the you know the end the end goal is to to find a cure for the people that might be suffering or or you know have early stages of Alzheimer's or dementia and, and once again because of Having this you know uh this living with this for for a long time this this uh organization is is very near and dear to my heart
0: and would you say the name of the organization for me again?
1: um it's the uh the Alzheimer's Association
0: okay, so you were able to walk for the for your local chapter while. Your son was able to walk for his local chapter all within the same organization, which I think is powerful. So thank you for sharing that with us, Paul, about not only your family and the experiences you've been through, but about your wife.
1: In addition to that, uh I I am I've been a member of the Knights of Columbus, uh Catholic men's organization, uh, for, for many years. And uh we, it's been a tradition for the Knights of Columbus to, to, to do a Tootsie Roll drive and, and maybe not everybody identifies that it's Knights of Columbus, but a lot of people have seen years, year over year in different places. The, some, some grown men offering Tootsie Rolls and looking for a donation. And, uh, I was the director of our Tootsie Roll drive for three years. Uh, and my wife worked right along with me on that, helping me, um, you know, at one point in time here in uh, Rutherford County, we, we were manning four Walmart stores for two weekends in a row, uh, from eight to eight. And so, and with two hour shifts. So if, if I did the math right, I think it was each weekend I was filling 48 slots, uh, and if for some reason I couldn't fill a slot or if, I, um, or if someone had to bow out, my wife and I were right there together to, to fill in those slots. And then when we weren't doing that, we were, we were um, driving around and, and making sure each location had plenty of uh, Tootsie Rolls available and then picking up the, the donations on a regular basis, therefore, you know, not having that cash, uh, you know, open to any possible, uh, issues. Let's put it that way.
0: I love it. I love it. And tell, tell Uh, us about the Tootsie Roll. um, So the Tootsie Roll drive,
1: um, the, the money that we collected, um, 50, we 50% of it went to our, our, um, our national organization and that amount that goes to the national organization was actually, is actually used to run, um, houses for mentally challenged, uh, children and adults. Um, you know, they're kind of like community houses, uh, that, that are funded by that. And then the other 50% is kept in our council and that is all given as charitable donations. Uh, there's an organization in Murfreesboro called Special Kids. They're one of our benefactories. Uh, another one is Journeys and Community Living. Uh, and they work with um, mentally challenged individuals to give them something to do during the day. They, sometimes they do little odd jobs and so forth. And then also a beneficiary is, is Special Olympics of Middle, Middle Tennessee also. And uh, you know, there, there are a, a lot of other uh, charities that the, the Knights of Columbus support, but th- these are some of the main ones. Um, now, once again, also, through the Knights of Columbus, been involved in uh, Habitat for Humanity uh, in in Murfreesboro. Every year around the square, they have uh, what they call cooking to build, and there's different nonprofit organizations that come in. and And one year, I, I cooked up ten gallons of chili uh, to be distributed out to the the individuals who come. They they buy a bowl, and then you know, of course, those. Those funds go towards, um, you know, the, the building the houses for, uh, you know, for individuals that that qualify. And so basically, all the nonprofits, we all donate all our time and all of the the food. So it's almost almost 100% of the proceeds go back to ha- Habitat for Humanity. And and also speaking on Habitat for Humanity. Uh, my employer, Nissan North America, typically sponsors at least three house builds per year, uh, one in Nashville, uh, one in Rutherford County, County, and then we have a, another manufacturing facility in Canton, Mississippi, and they typically sponsor a house down there. So while that house is being built, periodically there's different teams from our Nissan headquarters or our Nissan manufacturing plants that go out and actually help put the house together and help prepare that house uh, for the individual that qualified. And uh, usually we're, there's a team that'll be there when, when the keys are presented to the new homeowner. That, that's another just fantastic opportunity if you're there to just to see the appreciation of, of those new homeowners. And they, they have a part in their build also. They're required to be there on certain days when, when when the build is going on. So it, it's not like they're just getting handed a house to them.
0: Well, it sounds to me like, especially at the end, when I'll say there's a big, not a party, but when everyone comes together for the transition for that person to actually take on the keys to their house, um, it seems like by that time you will have built, in addition to a house, a community of your own. Mm -hmm. And is that, how do you see the role of those people you volunteer with, um, to really be like, do you consider them as part of your community or, um, what do you continue relationships with any of these people over time? How do you see these strangers come together through the volunteerism? Well,
1: yeah, I, I actually when when we're when we're doing the habitat builds for through uh through nissan uh matter of fact our our knights of columbus uh does uh assist with some houses also but we we're already co- workers so it it's it's a team building opportunity you know that that we're we're given the opportunity to to actually you know uh have a day where we we're off site we're not, we're not working on our, um, you know, at our, our regular job. And we have opportunity to, to talk to each other while we're, while, while we're doing the build and, and to help each other in different ways than we would normally as, as coworkers. And, you know, we all have a common goal to, um, you know, to s- be, succeed in the project that we're assigned for that day. And you know and, and, and if we're able to to succeed at, at concluding the project that is assigned to us, you know it, it's it's a sense of accomplishment, you know uh, once again, an, an accomplishment as as you know indiv- or a, a team and away from work, I if love that, that makes sense.
0: Yes, that's terrific. Well, that gives credence to any volunteer program through any company small medium or large so that's good to hear um now you've already shared an awful lot but i'm wondering um i think it sounds to me like your main nonprofits who you serve are through the knights of columbus through second harvest and would you say one other because i well, have through my
1: employer nissan
0: Right, any through there. So, are there, I'll say, uh, websites we could go to to learn about volunteering with maybe this type of nonprofit? Maybe if someone's interested in becoming a member of the Knights of Columbus, or if they're at work and they want to find out where a volunteer opportunity may be, where do they go? What do you suggest?
1: Well, to start off with, with the Knights of Columbus, it, it, it's, um, there, there are some requirements. I mean, you have to be a, uh, a Catholic, um, gentleman, um, and, and, you know, practicing your religion. And, and typically, uh, these, these Knights of Columbus councils are associated with, with a Catholic church. Um, but you know, it, it, it's a, as I said, it's it's a fraternity of, of Catholic men that uh, there are, our common goal is charity and to give back to the community. Um, so, you know, that your opportunity to join Knights of Columbus would typically be through your church, or if not at your Catholic church, uh, there might be a neighboring Catholic church that, that has a council. Um, as far as uh, if you wanted to do individual um our family volunteering at Second, Har- Second Harvest Food Bank, I'm sure you can find uh, their uh, website online, just Google Second Harvest Food Bank of, uh, of Middle Tennessee, and, that, and there's other, uh, other locations, I'm sure, depending on where you're at. Um, as far as, uh, once again, the, the NASCU- Nashville Rescue Mission, uh, you can find them online also. And then, as I had noted earlier in, uh, in the, the, the discussion, there is a, a clearinghouse for volunteers called Hands-On Nashville. And once again, if you Google Hands-On Nashville, they have, uh, you can sign up to be a, a volunteer for a multitude of opportunities. And they have, they'll have a calendar out there. And if you wanted, probably wanted to volunteer every day of the month, there's an opportunity to do it, and uh, you know, occasionally when I'm when I'm not when I know I'm not going to have a busy weekend, you know, I'll go out there and, and plan in advance, and and that's where I got the opportunity to uh, to help out with the tornado relief. Um, and you know, uh, another opportunity we we had uh, unfortunately last uh, last fall. Uh, was through Second Harvest Food Bank and and actually through Nissan. Uh, there were two different weeks. Uh, a group of us went in and we were uh, packing hurricane relief boxes that were going to the um, the people in uh, Southwest Florida that were hit by Hurricane uh, Ian uh, last fall. And and that was really rewarding. Uh, the both times that our Nissan teams went in there we we were told we packed more boxes in the allotted time period than any other nonprofit that had come in there and that was that was just a real sense of of accomplishment and and the appreciation from from the organization
0: that's terrific paul and i might i might like to add a couple of things too for those who don't know the name hands on nashville they might have heard of the name hands on network and that is a nationwide uh government run agency which funds the hands on Nashville and there is at least one hands on chapter in every state, and so it's just a matter of the listener researching online and uh listing out hands on and this state they live in so um so that's easy and then also when volunteering with a company the first place to go to if they haven't made it readily available and uh, accessible for all employees to know about um, first place to go to is human resources, or if it's Mm -hmm. a larger company, go to community relations or community outreach. Every place might have a different name and that's perfectly fine. Um, But there, they often Se- seek and find opportunities for its employees to serve. Maybe sometimes as small groups or larger groups. It sounds like you've done that through Habitat for Humanity. But also just individually, because volunteer role, volunteering can be such a great uh, leadership development opportunity for employees. So I just wanted to throw that out there real quick. Um, and since you're such a busy man, Paul, tell me how, like, how do you balance your? I'm guessing you work full time, but how do you balance your schedule between work and life and volunteering and and? Well,
1: as I had stated, um, if I'm if we're doing volunteer operations or opportunities through uh, my employer Nissan. Uh, you know, that is usually during the week and, and, you know, they allow us the time to be away from the office to do that volunteering. So I, uh, you know, that, that is during the work week. Um, sure. You know, we just work around our schedules. Uh, the vast majority of all my other volunteering is, is typically on weekends and, you know, just taking the, you know, taking a look at, at, at when I have the spare time, when I can fit it into my schedule and, and what, um, what opportunities are available.
0: Sure. No, that makes perfect sense. And it's a smart way to approach it. I love that you went onto the local calendar and were able to find activities you could get involved with. Um, so what advice, other than I'll say an online calendar, what advice would you give someone who's interested in volunteering? How can they start?
1: I, I think, you know, I, I initially, if you're involved in, in any type of a community organization, um, you know, whether it be your church, whether it be a professional association, whether it be your um, local chamber of commerce or, or someone like the Rotary or the Lions Club, those, those type of organizations, a lot of their focus is towards volunteering and, and charity. But, you know, uh, as you had mentioned, you know, if you work for a large or even small corporation to reach out to those uh, individuals within your organization to see if there are opportunities or to see if maybe they want you to, to spearhead an opportunity and bring it to, to, to their attention. Um, other than that, like I said, it, there's, it, you know, the internet is a wonderful thing. And, you know, just to, you know, Just Google volunteering opportunities. And, you know, I'm sure a plethora of websites will come up.
0: And sometimes it's just a matter of having the initiative
1: to start. Oh, of course.
0: Well, are there any, I'll say, additional stories, anything you could leave us with, um, with an idea of maybe how you experienced volunteerism one time? maybe what you got out of it, or maybe what you saw a client get out of it when you served them?
1: Uh, you know, an, an, another opportunity comes to mind that, uh, that I, I did through my employer uh, with our, um, with our de- uh, small department uh, was we, we brought a meal to the Ronald McDonald House, And if any, for anyone that's not aware of of the Ronald McDonald houses, once again, as you had said, most of your major cities have a Ronald McDonald house. Typically, um, that it'll be located fairly uh, within the vicinity of a children's hospital. And what the Ronald McDonald house does is is provides um, a safe space and it provides Sometimes lodging or just a space uh, when when maybe the the child is in in having a procedure and the parents don't want to stay at the at the hospital if it's an extended period of time they can go back to the Ronald McDonald House and and like we did uh, as far as an organization or, or once again nonprofits uh, you know they'll bring in a meal that then is provided to those individuals that are that are there because their children. Uh, might be in that local hospital. And you know it, it could be providing lunch, it could be providing dinner, uh, it could be even or or you know breakfast items. Um, just so, so that the you know there's there's that availability if those families you know are hungry and they and they don't want to go out, you know, they just want to relax. And you know when we did that that lunch that day, I mean there was just so much appreciation from the families that came in and, and, you know, picked up a sandwich or, you know, an apple or a bag of chips or whatever it might, might've been.
0: A Small act can have such a lot of meaning for somebody. So what um, last minute parting thoughts, suggestions, messages, would you like to leave with our audience today? You know, just
1: find time to be able to give back. And whether you're giving back to to the needy or the community or or animals, if you're an animal lover, you know, the, the humane societies across the country are always looking for volunteers. But, you know, just you know, take a little bit uh, and then take some effort to find something that that interests you or that you feel would, would make a difference in the world.
0: Clearly, you have made many differences in the world, Paul. I'm so happy and appreciative that you're able to make this time available to us to to listen to you and heed your advice, but also just listen and be educated, but also inspired uh, by all you do and have done. Um, It's really touching to, to see someone who is just giving from their own heart and you're just taking advantage of every way you can. And uh, it's, it's terrific to see, and I hope others see it too. Well,
1: I, I thank you, Megan. And I, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to share the, the volunteering uh, you know, that I do through all these different organizations and it's just, it's a really rewarding feeling at, at the end of the opportunity or the end, end of the day that, you know, that you could you can change some people's lives by just giving a little bit of your time.
0: You're so right. Well, Paul, thank you for today. And thank you for all you do. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Doing Good Podcast. If you enjoyed our conversation today, we invite you to subscribe or rate us on your favorite podcast player. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Doing Good TV. Doing Good is a 501c3 nonprofit. Please donate to support this podcast and more via the donate button on our website, doinggood.tv. Together, let's celebrate those who are doing good.